Hello and welcome to another podcast. My name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster, and I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Today I want to discuss the 2018 National Association of Realtors Profile of Buyers and Sellers. The report comes from a survey using 129 questions mailed to over 155,000 home buyers who purchased a primary residence between July 2017 and June 2018. 7,191 of these were returned. The focus of this podcast will be buyers who sold one home to buy another. This was a national survey, so your market may be quite different. Real estate is local. There's no such thing as a national real estate market, so please contact me for information about your local market. NAR has been collecting seller data since 1985, when the typical owner remained in their home for a median time of five years. That means half above and half below that five-year number. In 2018, that number was nine years, which suggests that buyers may want to think long-term about their investment. What appears to be a solid investment today may look quite different later. Unfortunately, I still see sellers who paid more for their house than it's worth today, and that can delay being able to sell it. Sellers between the ages of 18 and 34 typically sold within four years, while those over 75 sold after 17 years. The median selling price was 99% of the final asking price. If you are an owner whose house is not attracting serious interest, and by that I mean getting offers, this is important to know. Many buyers think they're better at negotiating than they really are and are hesitant to start with their best offer. In a very competitive situation, they may not get a second chance. On the other hand, a buyer may prefer to make an offer on a house closer to its market value to avoid having an appraisal issue or risk losing their second choice to another buyer when their offer on a house expires. Whether a listing agent should disclose the existence of other offers is debatable, but this should only be done when a seller allows it. In some markets and with some buyers, competition may be welcome. In others, not so much. Sellers may also think themselves better at negotiation than they really are, so they need good advice from a trusted and respected representative. Ego can be a terrible thing to overcome. Last point, showings are nice, but they do not guarantee a sale. 13% of houses purchased sold for more than asking price, with 26% achieving the asking price, and 24% selling for 95% or less than asking price. The typical seller was 55 years old. 68% were repeat sellers, while 32% were selling for the first time. 70% who purchased another home stayed in the same state, 16% moved to another region of the country, 14% stayed in the same region but a different state. 44% bought larger homes. 29% bought a similar size. 27% downsized. The age of the seller strongly correlates with these statistics. 50% bought a newer home than they sold. 28% bought one the same age. 22% bought an older home than the one that they had sold. 47% bought a house that cost more than what they sold, 27% spent less. The most common reason for selling was that the house was too small, that number was 15% of all sellers, followed by moving closer to friends and family at 14%, and job relocation accounted for 13%. 
29% of first-time sellers cited size as being too small, whereas repeat sellers cited moving closer to friends and family at 17%. Selling is an expensive proposition, so having to move in the short term because you outgrew a house or simply needed more space can be costly. 91% of all sellers used a real estate agent with only 7% being a, a FISBO, a for sale by owner. 91% is the highest result recorded despite the presence of the internet. The number has consistently gone up over the years. The percentage of for sale by owners has steadily declined since 2000, even though the internet was thought to have helped with exposure. Now keep in mind, a lot of what are recorded as for sale by owners are in-family transactions, people who sell from one friend to the next, and there's always going to be a market for that, but the number of people trying to sell for sale by owner and actually find their own buyer has steadily declined. The median selling time for all sellers was three weeks. There is a correlation between the percentage of the final asking price achieved and the length of time it took to sell. While it can be a distracting obsession, Many buyers look at the days on the market as an indicator of a home's desirability and may avoid homes that are simply overpriced, although they have no issues. Houses that sold within two weeks or less achieved 100% of the final asking price, whereas houses on the market for 17 weeks or more only achieved 94%. Keep in mind that many houses are reduced in price to attract attention, so looking at the final asking price as compared to the selling price is only one part of the story. Sellers determine the asking price, but buyers determine the value. If nothing else, easy access to the Internet has allowed buyers to competitively shop, meaning they at least know what is on the market, although relying on valuation algorithms is risky. Houses tend to get the most activity within a week or two of hitting the market. Once the current supply of buyers knows that a house is for sale, and no one buys it, something has to energize the existing buyer or other buyers have to start their search. 44% of sellers used buyer incentives to attract interest. The top two were home warranties and closing cost assistance. These are not guaranteed to get the job done and should be discussed at the outset with your real estate professional. 64% of sellers were very satisfied with the process, 25% were somewhat satisfied, and 12% were dissatisfied. The overall median selling price was $259,900. Remember that this is a national number. The median selling price for for sale by owners was only $200,000. Now some of that may relate to the fact that people are selling among friends and family, so that number may be a little bit depressed. I understand that. For agent-assisted sales, the median price was $264,900. And for for sale by owners who eventually used an agent, the median selling price was $227.9. This clearly shows the advantage of hiring and properly compensating a real estate professional. The bottom line is that this can be a very confusing process. This is not a retail transaction. It's typically costly enough without making expensive mistakes. Unless you do this regularly, I respectfully suggest that you use a trusted trained, experienced professional. Whether you want to trust your most valuable asset to someone with little experience or someone who has a long track record is up to you. But any professional is likely to know more than an average seller looking to save a few dollars. I understand that signing a formal contract with someone, even if recommended to you, is quite a leap of faith. 
Most of us can offer options to increase your comfort level. After all, we want to make sure that you fit with us as well. Selling real estate is unique compared to most typical purchases. Not only is it much less frequent than other purchases, it typically involves multiple steps, each offering its own challenges. If you would like to discuss selling or buying, or if you have any thoughts about this podcast, please contact me. As I always say, remember, hire wisely. We are not all the same. Thank you again, as always, for listening. Please feel free to comment, like, and share.